Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the back country to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. I don't know that there's many things in life that beat a good hunting story, and that's exactly what today's episode is. I connect with a good girlfriend of mine and actually a woman who I was able to be introduced to this last year through Train to Hunt, and then we connected even more through my ladies' weekend uh, retreats at my house where we did a whole bunch of shooting, shot from a blind tree stand, talked about hunting, scouting pack fitting, all the things, Jessica Pointner came to this event and she's never failed to impress me in this story of her harvesting her very first archery bull by herself that she called in is absolutely amazing. I'm really excited to share this with you. And over the next few days and few weeks, we'll be sharing a lot more harvest stories that are just going to be really quick episodes, hearing how they got it done, the excitement that they had, and their version of what went down. So dive in today with us as we get into Jessica Pointner's story about her first archery bull. Hold up. Real fast before we jump into today's episode with Jessica, I want to talk again about Backcountry Fuel Box. You've probably heard me talk about them on the show before, maybe also seen them online or on social media. I can't say enough good things about this company because it offers the opportunity to try different things. Maybe things that you've not heard of before from companies you've never seen, but it brings it right to your doorstep for 33 bucks a month and allows you to try so many different new options. If you happen to fall in love with something, they also offer a discount if you want to order more of that specific item. You can go to backcountryfuelbox.com and use the code HERINSPIRED to save 10% off at checkout. I promise you these are always packed with goodness and value and you won't want to miss another subscription. Even if we are moving out of season and into the holidays, this could be a really good option for a gift. All right, Jessica, here we go. I am so thankful for you jumping on the show with me today. I'm really excited for you to share this with me because it's really the first time that I've heard your story. We've texted back and forth and sent some messages, but this will be the first time I'm hearing it in your words from you. And man, I can already feel the excitement when you sent me that text of the picture with you and your bull and you said, I called this bad boy in. I was like over the moon excited. I instantly had flashbacks of sitting around the fire with you at the ladies camp um, during that weekend. And we passed around some of the Rocky Mountain elk calls. And it was truly just a whole bunch of us newbies out there just blowing on calls and, and sitting around the fire and having a good time. And I bet you can probably say you had no idea or maybe not the confidence in yourself at that point that later on that season, in just a couple months, you would be calling in your very own bull to shoot with your bow. So jump into the story wherever you see fit. I cannot wait to hear it and share it with everybody. All right. Well, it's hard to know exactly a right start, but I'll start with um, we moved to Grant Pass, and I've been practicing shooting my compound bow for a long time. I've actually had it for like six years. And when we moved to Oregon, I realized that after hunting one rifle season, I'm, I figured I really needed to push for archery season. And so I really stepped up practicing, and then I found you on Instagram, and I started following you on Instagram, and 
um, I seen all your train to hunt posts and stuff, and you twisted my arm and convinced me that I could do it, so I did it. And then that convinced me that it is possible that I could be an archery hunter. And um, then you had your ladies weekend, and I came up there, which was completely out of my comfort zone, to meet other women and different levels of, you know, archery knowledge than I was that have hunted before um, and all that. So that was kind of crazy, and it was awesome. I've never met so many encouraging women and, um, so that got me really psyched up for archery season and I bought my tags and my dad and I, last year we scouted this area and, and I know it sounds crazy, but we called in some elk and we knew that there was no chance we were going to miss an elk hunt over there this year. And my dad's health went downhill and he told me, he's like, you're just going to have to be my eyes and my legs. He goes, I can't, I can't be on the mountain with you this year. And, um, I started looking at diaphragm call and Jason Cole and Chanel and you and Steven, you guys all helped me so much dial in how to use a diaphragm call. And that was like months and months of practicing that. Well, opening weekend comes, I went with my friend Sarah and we scouted, but we didn't really find any fresh sign other than some tracks and like one pile of poop. So it was kind of disappointing opening weekend, but it was really, really hot too. Well, my dad said, he goes, can you come back and give me four days next weekend? And so the following weekend, um, I went over there Wednesday night. Thursday, my dad and I, we went and kind of set up a little camp that he could go to. And I hiked all over and scouted. We seen lots of bear tracks, so we kind of hunted for bear too. Um, Friday... We go to another spot where I had caught a bull on my trail cam, and I decided to sit and wait, and my dad was up on top of the ridge where he was able to drive down, and he's like, Jessica, there's a monster buck up here. He goes, come up here, and I'm like, Dad, I have to wait. Like, this elk was at this time on my trail cam, and I'm like, I have to be at this spot. He's like, okay, well, this is your chance. And um, so finally, I waited a little bit, and then I went up there, and... I came up a different way because my dad didn't know it had a three fork in this trail and I took the far right fork. So I ended up coming out completely in the open and this buck, he's, he's up on this hill and he's laying down and he's looking at me. So my dad cow called and I'm like, I'm just going to act like he's not there and see how close I can get him. And I get up up there and I miss this buck. And my dad was like, I should have made you do burpees like in the train to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and, He's like, that's what you get for missing. He's like, are you going to miss when there's a monster elk in front of you? And I'm like, no, I got it out of my system. We are good. <laughs> but I let an arrow fly. And the fact that I got within 30 yards in the open to him, I was so proud of myself. I'm like, you know, proud and disappointed. But so anyway, my mom comes Friday and her and I went and scouted the opposite ridge of where we thought the bull were the elk were just in case like we've we've seen a lot of activity on both sides so we kind of wanted to just narrow it down so mom and I went on a hunt and about 10 30 we heard a bugle but it was really high pitched and mom and I were like yeah it's probably somebody else hunting like we didn't we didn't it didn't really click that it was actually a bull we actually thought it was other hunters and so we hike out and my dad's like I know where that bull's at he goes I know where I'm sending you tomorrow so my dad drops us 
off, him and his friend got to hunt with me. He, it was his first archery, too. But anyway, he dropped us off at the top, and we hiked two and a half miles down. And I'm like, we're hiking into this creek. We're going to come out on bottom, and we're going to come out the bottom of the creek, and mom and dad are going to meet us there. Like, just make it a whole day hunt. And we come around this bend, and you could just smell the elk pee. Like, it was just, you'd smell the elk in our, we both started getting really pumped up, and I used my diaphragm call, and I cow called, and all of a sudden you hear, meer, 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 and then you hear this, and we're just like, yes, we're getting closer, you know, and I'm like, let's see how close we can get. So we kind of make our way to another bend, and we decide to sit down because it overlooked the bench, and then below that bench is the creek. And so we're just sitting there. And I cow called again, and you hear, like, there's a really weird chuckle. And my dad's friend goes further down from me, and he calls me, Jessica, 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 come here, come here, come here. So I make my way to him, and we see two cows coming out. And they're kind of horizontal to us, but they're kind of going up around us. And this bull comes out behind those two cows. And he keeps looking over his shoulder, and he's chuckling over his shoulder and grunting. Two more come, cows came out, and then my bull came out. And we're sitting there, we're both just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like, so excited, our blood pumping. And he's telling me, he's like, yes, to calm down. He's like, you're shaking. I was like, I know, but wow. And they're like 70 yards from us. And so my dad's friend kind of goes back up to the first bin, and he waits. And the the four cows in the first bull go up that way. My dad's friend misses, and you can hear his arrow ricochet off of a tree. And then he cussed. And I'm standing standing up, and I'm watching him, and I'm just like, wow. I'm like, what a rush. And I look to my left, and my bull is standing 45 yards from me. And he's looking up the mountain, and he's just standing there peeing. He's just standing there taking a pee, not even caring what's going on. And I didn't almost know what to do. I'm like, he's 45 yards. I'm comfortable at shooting this animal at 45 yards. I've been practicing up to 60 yards. I've been practicing different angles. I'm like, but for some reason, something in me was just like, I can get him closer. And I just turned my head over my shoulder, and I kind of muffled my cow call. And he looks right at me, and I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't a good idea. But he starts walking towards me, and then there's kind of a ridge next to, like, a little, I guess it's not a full ridge, it's just, like, this little mound, and he um, he starts walking up that, and he's about 20 yards, and there, I'm looking at him, and he's kind of broadside, and he stops right next to a tree, and I'm like, oh, one more step, come on, one more step. So I just cow called again, and he went to take a step around that tree, and I just drew back, and he's looking at me. Like, I don't even know why he's not running, but he looked at me, and I just, I let it fly, and when it hit him, I see my arrow disappear, and he arched his back and locked all four legs, and then he disappeared over that knob. And I just started crying. I started praying. I was like, oh, my gosh, I did it, I did it. And my dad's friend kind of, like, walking back towards me. He's like, well, that was fun. You know, I'm like, and I'm motioning, I'm like, come here, come here, come here, I got him, I got him, I got him. And he's like, what? And I was like, that other bull came out, I shot him. And he's like, we need to go over there. And I was like, no. I'm like, we can't move. I'm like, you were up there, you didn't see him come out, right? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, he didn't come out below us. He's on the other other side of that little knob right there in that bull. 
I'm like, we're not moving. I'm like, we can't. And he's like, okay. And so we were both like high five knuckles and everything. And we probably sat there for half an hour, 45 minutes. And so finally we start working them. I was like, well, let's go look for your arrow and give him a little bit longer. And we come up and he's laying down and his head's still up. And I'm like, oh, no. And so we sat back down and we gave him a couple more minutes and he passed and we went, we went over and checked it out. I just, oh, the rest of everything, my adrenaline and we're like, okay, well, he's like, you take the radio and go to your parents. And I'm like, no, I'm like, this is my elk. I'm like, I have been training for this. I know how to gut him. I know how to quarter him. I know how to skin him. You go get help. And he's like, no, I'll do it for you. And I was like, no, this is my elk. Here's the radio. You're going to go follow this creek. You're going to come out of the river and you're getting mom and dad. And so he, he's Hispanic too. And so his English can get really broken up when he's excited. And mom and dad were trying to get it out of him. They're like, where's Jessica? She shot an elk. She's up on the mountain. My dad's like, where's my daughter? And there was this old road that had come down above us, and my cousin Dustin ended up having the key, and so he was able to drive down in there, and we got within 400 yards, and I sat with my elk for three hours by myself. I had him, I had him quartered on half of him, but I couldn't get him rolled over. Like, I tried rope. I tried everything to get him rolled over. I cut his legs off to try to get him rolled, but he was just in this little tight bowl, and I couldn't get him flipped. But I had half of him butchered by the time everybody got there and when we're out in the woods we have like a family I don't know family kind of call I guess instead of whistling because sometimes you know whistles can can be kind of hard to hear and I remember I heard this whoop and I was like whoop 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 and it was my dad and <laughs> makes me all emotional but um it was so cool because he got to come down and see the elk where it died. And he was just like, Jessica, he goes, this is that black horn bull we called in last year. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and he's just so black horn. And man, it was, it was a lot of tears. And he's like, I should have been here with him. I'm like, dad, it's okay. Like you were like, just because you weren't here physically, doesn't mean you weren't, you know? And so it was just, he's like, I don't care how bad it hurts me. He goes, you put a bag of meat on me. And I was like, no, ain't happening. I'm like, but you can carry my bow and you can carry the head as far as you can go. And so he did. And it was just, man, it was so cool. And it was just the rush of it, the emotions of it, that I did it. Cause I've had people be like, you know, your calling is not very good. Or, you know, you're not going to find an elk in that spot. And, we knew they were there. We'd seen them. You know, it's not a spot that people go into because it's, it's not pretty in there at all. And so four of us were able to pack him out, and it was just, wow, it was epic. <laughs> it was so epic on so many levels. I'm sitting here with tears welled in my eyes as you're talking about your dad coming down there to meet you and his excitement and just the emotion that goes into that, you know, you guys have history with this bull. You've you've overcome so much and you've gone through so much and you've you've forced yourself to learn new things and step outside of comfortable to you. And I just yeah. it's it's so cool because 
just backing up to earlier this spring when I met you and your family and hung out with your kids at Train to Hunt, and then just seeing the evolution that you've had personally with your bow and with your relationship as a hunter, it's just been absolutely amazing to see. And I have to just, you know, step outside to say there's probably been so much self-doubt that you've had to overcome in this whole process. Like, walk me through that. Oh, it's been Because, I mean, my, I don't even know where to start. Like, I've always been a rifle hunter, and to be an archery hunter, and it kind of changes some things, because you have to learn so many different things. I mean, everybody says it's the same, and it's it's not. There's so much more, so much more to it. And there was a lot of self-doubt, because I... I had this awful feeling because I would practice and practice and practice and practice with my bow. And I went to three different archery shops. And I'm like, something doesn't feel right. And just a little backstory. So I've shot a bow since I was a little kid. But it hasn't been until the last seven years that I've had a compound. So it's not like, so it's not like I'm, you know, completely blind to archery. And I kept, I told three different archery shops. I'm like, something's wrong. With my bow, can you re-measure me? Can you, you know, can you just go through it? Because something's not right. I know some of it's me. There are some things that I need to learn, but something's not right. And one of the archery shops, I wanted a new string, and I wanted new arrows, and I wanted everything just reevaluated before the train to hunt. And they're like, well, everything's fine on it. And I'm like, well, this bow is five years old. I've never had the string replaced. I want a new string. And they just wouldn't do it. They're just like, well, there's nothing wrong with it, so there's no reason to replace it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So after Train to Hunt, I went to Duclaw Archery here in Medford. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, I, when I seen a woman behind the counter, I was like, yes. <laughs> Somebody's going to look at me and take me seriously that I'm not just some dumb chick off the street. And I started talking to Taylor about it, and she's like, well, if your string's that old, she's like, we need to replace that. And she's like, I need to watch you shoot. And she spent over an hour with me, like, looking at my form. And and this was before Ladies Weekend. And um, she's like, okay, well, we're, you're having a really hard time getting consistent anchor. She's like, sometimes you're a little bit higher, sometimes you're a little bit lower. She's like, I think your draw length's too long. She goes, and it doesn't help that you have an old string because your string stretched out she's like and your peak is off she's like who set this up for you and I told her and she's like well we need to reevaluate some things and so she they were awesome they once my new string got on there we put a new peak on and she spent another hour with me making sure everything was adjusted and to get over that self-doubt it really takes somebody believing in you like you can you can overcome it by yourself, but it takes a really long time. And I love my spouse dearly, but when I told him something was wrong, he's like, well, maybe you just need to practice more. So it's kind of like, you know, she listened to me and really kind of gave me that encouragement that it wasn't all me. Yes, there was something wrong with me and I had human error, but there was something legitimately wrong with my will. And then we had the ladies weekend and wow, this, I cannot say enough about that weekend to people. I'm like, next time she has one, you guys, we ha- you have to go with me because it is so empowering. It's so positive. And I met so many just 
phenomenal ladies that weren't judgmental. They weren't catty. I mean, just wow. And to learn new things with you and Steven about form and how to hold my trigger and just so many other things that I never thought of, you know, that my string wasn't touching my face, you know, so that part plays a huge part too. And it just really, it really encouraged me to know that I'm not alone and two, not everybody's negative. There's so many positive people out there that will encourage you and help you overcome stuff. And even though, I mean, there's times I've messaged you and I'm like, I know this is silly or I know this might be awkward, but, <laughs> you know, and you've never been like, well, Jesus, really? It's always been like, no, you can do this. And having positive people, like what you posted earlier today, surrounding yourself with people that actually encourage you and are willing to teach you or come alongside you to help you overcome something, that has helped my self-doubt so much. It's not even... You can't ever thank people for that. Like, how do you, how do you ever show your appreciation for that other than paying it forward to somebody else that needs it? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And all I ever hope from anybody who I come into contact or who I may inspire is that you you take that and you roll it up into a ball and you give it to somebody else, you know, because it's, it's, it's what creates fulfillment in ourselves. It's what creates a more, you know, beautiful, positive environment around us. And I think you're absolutely right. And and just like I did post this morning, you have to surround yourself, whether that's in person or in the groups that you hang out with, maybe your coworkers, you know, maybe in people that you look up to, but there has to be a constant flow of positivity you know, of, of motivated, inspiring people around you, because all of those things are the influence of who you are and what you believe in yourself. Oh, absolutely. And there's going to be years hunting, like that we eat tag soup. There's going to be years that just totally suck. And then we just have to keep feeding off of our last positive hunt to keep encouraging us to just keep going, to keep trying, to try a new spot. And it's just, you know, it's all learning. And we have to surround ourselves with positive people. Even if somebody is negative at first and we start rubbing off on them, you start seeing a change in them too. You know, looking at hunting, and it's funny because if you just take some of the words out of what you're saying, it sounds like you're talking about, life, just real life things and believing in yourself and building your confidence and moving towards your goals. Like how would you correlate what hunting has done for your confidence and how has that translated into other areas of your life? It's made it's made a huge difference in the way I parent because we all know <laughs> um making mom friends or any of that kind of stuff. You know, just being a mom in general, my kids are eight, my daughter turns five on Thursday, and there's been, there's been times where I've been really negative. I haven't been positive about, about my kids' growth or how, how I'm encouraging them, and I'm trying really hard to take what I've learned from hunting this year and all the positiveness and pass that to my kids and encouraging them. Like, if they're being negative on themselves because they got a bad 
grade or something. It's just like, well, now you know how you can do something better and let's try this or let's work on this together. You know, you are smart and you are kind and you are important. You're not, you can be anything you want to be, but you have to put in the work. And it's just my kids last year, I hunted my butt off and their butts off last year during rifle season. We homeschooled last year. I mean, I hunted my kids hard. My my kids were hiking six, seven miles with me, and they did awesome, and they loved it. And archery is a little bit different because, obviously, the sound factor and the stealth factor and all that stuff, but they learn so much, and it's really interesting whenever I do anything with my kids, whether it's riding horses, whether it's doing being lazy all day on a Sunday. It's like, what was your favorite part of the day and why? Well, just another one with you, Mom. Like, that's a win for me. <laughs> you know, you just want your kids to find peace and, and self-confidence in the little things. It doesn't have to be big things all the time. Totally if true. that makes sense. Oh, it makes it makes perfect sense. I think, you know, a lot of times we can get wrapped up into hitting these big milestone goals or these big benchmarks that we set for ourselves. But it's truly all of those little things that you chip away at, you know, while you're getting yourself to that point that really creates that final you know, that final place where you end up and you go, look at all the things I've accomplished along the way that have got me to this successful place that I'm standing right now. Exactly. So cool. Oh my gosh, your story is amazing. (laughs) Well, I just, I can't, and late archery starts on Saturday, so I hope I can, I'm hoping and praying that it can be another successful hunt, but I also know that I'm hunting, I'm archery hunting some really popular areas over here, and, um, you know, it's kind of, the deer get a little bit jumpy after yeah well I have all I've the been... faith in the world in you and I know that you can make this happen it's just so cool because I keep as you're talking just getting these flashbacks of you know the the ladies weekend and seeing you up in the tree stand shooting your bow and working with you on your form and your whole shot process and then that night sitting around the fire when I passed out a whole bunch of the Rocky Mountain hunting calls, the the Fury by Christy Titus. And oh, we yeah. all just got to sit there and just blow on those things. And it was I was dying laughing because so many of us just were getting basically our feet wet with this, right? We'd never used one before yeah. or hadn't been taught how to use one. And so it was like a brand new start for so many of us. And you took that and you took all of those skills a couple months later and you went out there and you killed an awesome bull, Jessica. I'm so stoked for you. Yeah, he's, he's, I can't wait for you to, next time I see you, I might have to bring the antlers with me because I can't wait for you to actually see in person. Like, he's just so black. Like, the pictures don't even don't even do him justice. He's just, he's gorgeous. I love it. Well, and you then, deserve all of that success, and I'm so glad that your kids get to have such a strong, awesome, and inspirational leader. It's amazing. Well, it, I tell you what, it, it takes a village, and I can't thank you enough this year. Like, you're so inspiring because I've seen so many people that, I don't know, they just, 
they follow the wrong type of encouragement, you know, and you're so real and honest. Like, I've asked you so many things, and you're just like, well, <laughs> this is how it needs to do, or this is what you need to do to make it work. It's not, I don't know, it's just, you're very, very real, and that's very rare to find, and so then if I kind of feed off of that, because then that inspires me even more. Like, who cares? what anybody else thinks as long as we're out doing it and we're believing in ourselves and surrounding ourselves with positive people like yourself to encourage us because everybody everybody has their own goals and their own place in life and their own struggles. Tell you what, having somebody positive and honest and encouraging that shares their struggles too, that it's not just a perfect a perfect life that we run with, it it makes all of our failures success in the long run. Absolutely. Man, alive, I couldn't have said it better myself. You are so right. All of those failures end up leading us to our success, which is which is always the case, no matter what. It's it's undeniable. You know, it's it's always how it goes. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Wouldn't doubt it if people just want to reach out to you and see pictures and tell you congratulations. So where could they find you to do that, Jessica? Um, I'm on Instagram under Outdoor Lady Jeff, and then um, I've posted my story on DoleAndArrowHunting.com. Um, actually, I think you can edit some of the pictures and then add pictures, and then I can actually post it. So this will actually encourage me to post my article on our hunting page, um, so, which is just kind of a blog um, that my friend Carrie and I and my friend Brandy we share recipes and just some fun encouragement for women too and it's just another fun thing for all of us to share our love for the outdoors building community i love it yeah and we i don't know we need it because a lot of women and when i've talked to you about it before um you know about being encouraged to be able to be hunting alone and trying to get strength and encouragement to actually go on a hunt solo and you will. I have no doubt. <laughs> you may, you we're may. Never, we're never really alone, are we? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> awesome. Well, you're. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Definitely reach out to Jessica. Send her a congratulations. Take a look of that beautiful bull that she shot this year. And uh, we'll have you back on soon, I'm sure, to tell your buck story. Well, and we got a ladies reunion to plan. That's right. We do. It's going to be an awesome one. I love it. I love it. I love it. I hope that you enjoyed hearing her story. And I cannot convey enough the power of finding the things that make you happy, that inspire you, that you're passionate about. And no matter what, no matter how green you are or unsure or the confidence that you lack, it's one step at a time that builds the momentum and moves you forward. It's that way in hunting, in business, in family, in fitness, in everything. If you want something, write it out, make a plan, and make your approach to getting that thing into your life. If you want success, you have to make a plan. Join us next week as I sit down with Stephen, who will be coming back on the show. We've got some very interesting topics for you that I think are going to really help you move the needle in your life. 
Before we jump offline today and you go about the rest of your day, I want to take a minute to read an iTunes podcast review. This one is coming from Sarah Lawrence and it's titled Real Funny and Informational. She says, I look forward to listening to Courtney's new podcast each week. They're honest and inspiring. I enjoy the topics and guests she brings on. I appreciate that the topics are relevant and sometimes things we don't always want to talk about, but should. I've learned a ton and always finish the podcast feeling a little happier, braver, and excited about life. Thanks for what you do, Courtney. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for taking a minute to press pause, to stop your day, and to leave a review. It is really the best way for me to help reach other women is for them to hear what you think about the show. So if you haven't already, would you take a minute, press pause, stop your day, pull over, stop running on the treadmill, whatever it takes, and leave me a little feedback on what you think of the show, maybe what your favorite podcast episode has been or a topic that you would like me to cover. I appreciate you guys to the ends of the earth, and I'm so glad that you're on this journey with me. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.